Hey country music fans of New England, this is Russell James of the band Scarlet Drive, and we'll be bringing a night of country music rock and roll to one of the best original music venues in Boston. Thursday, February 16th, we're bringing our patio tour to the Brighton Music Hall in Alston, Massachusetts for a Thirsty Thursday event you do not want to miss. Thursday, February 16th, Boots and Whiskey presents the Scarlet Drive Patio Tour with special guests Houston Bernard and Nick Casey. Tickets are $15 presale with reservations through our website at scarletdrive.com or $20 at the box office the day of. We hope to see you there and thank you for supporting live music. Now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. This is another installment of the the segment I wanted to start at the beginning of the year of and um, stories, feel good stories. Um, here we are, you know, getting close to the end of the month of January. We still have one more week to go in January, but our second to last guest for the month of January in these in this feel good session is um is Kate Watson. Kate's story is really great. Um we had a great conversation not too long ago. And you know I've kind of put this one off for now because I knew I wanted to do in January the feel good stories. So I think Kate's got a feel good story. I think she's going somewhere. I think she's got what it takes to really really catapult to the next level this year. Um, in 2023. So, you know, really without further ado, I want you to hear her story. I want to hear, um, you know, I would love to really hear what you think of her, you know, coming up and, um, and everything that goes with her. I think, you know, she has a great, great team behind her. Um, I really think, you know, I said, I know I said it before already in the segment, but I really think she has what it takes. Um, you know, she's got a voice that, resonates she really fits in with the with the scene that is right now and i'm really really excited to um share her story with you so really without further ado you know kate watson her story it's great um thank you all so much for tuning in tonight um whether you're listening on the podcast or here on dirt road fm thank you so so much for for coming along this journey with us tonight um yeah, so, God, you know, really, really take this in, because this, this is a great episode. Um, I know I've said it a million times, right? But it, it is. It's a, it's a really, really good one. Um, a big thank you to Kate and, you know, her, her mom and everybody that is a part of this or got this going. Um, and if you can, guys, you know, if this is your first time in the show, thank you so much. Um, go follow our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. 
um, TikTok. We're you know we're everywhere. Um, if you have anything you wanna you wanna say or reach out about, you know, feel free to you know slide into those DMs and ask away and you know what what have you. We're always here for for the independents. So and everybody else really. Um, so really, without further ado, um, our conversation with Kate Watson. We want to give a big shout out to our friends over at Off the Rails here in Worcester, Massachusetts at 90 Commercial Street, Worcester. They have the best food, the best music around. You will not go wrong. Go to their website, offtherailsworcester.com. You can see their lineup of shows. You can see their menu. You can see the local talent they have. Absolute fantastic people. We love being a part of the Off the Rails family, and we love having them being part of our family. Thank you so much to Off the Rails. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Hey. Hey, Kate. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for being on. Yes, absolutely. I'm sorry it's taken so long to get here. <laughs> oh no, don't don't even. You're you're busy. I get it. I get it. You're doing awesome things. I can't wait to hear hear your story because that's what this is. This show is all about you. There is no pre uh, pre planned questions. I'm going to let you tell your story, and as things come up, I'll I'll jump in and ask along the way, and we'll go from there. Okay. So yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and tell us who you are, what you're doing, where you're, you know, all the all that stuff. So my name is Kate Watson. I am a country artist and um, I have been pursuing this professionally since I was 15 years old. Um, and it has been an absolute crazy journey. Um, and uh, I, I actually started out whenever I was younger watching my parents uh, travel to all over to Texas, playing these different shows, church camps and everything else. And I remember that being like the coolest thing ever as a kid, you know, yeah. um, and because I got to see music mean more to people than just words or notes or, you know, anything like that. Like it was bringing hope to people. And um, I, I thought that was amazing. But at seven years old, you don't know how else to put that. But my parents are rock stars and I would be <laughs> a rock star too whenever I grow up, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So <laughs> So your were your parents in the music world? Yes. So my mom, she played the drums. And uh, I relate her to Animal the Muppet because she would sling her hair when she'd play the drums. It was it was so much fun to watch. You know, I I've been talking to mom a little bit back and forth, and I, I knew I liked her because I I played <laughs> drums. I played drums for a little while through high school and stuff. And oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I never knew really how to play properly, actually. And, um, you know, I was in marching band and all that stuff. And that's that's exactly the way you described it is how I would play. 100%. <laughs> um, and then my dad, he was the leader of the band, um, wrote the songs and plays guitar, sings. And um, he actually helps write all of my original songs. Wow. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty cool. And um, he's so talented. And actually, we just found out he won a Texas Christian Country Songwriter of the Year. Wow, that's TCMA. awesome. Congratulations yeah. to that. That's awesome. Yes. yes, we are so proud of him. Yeah, absolutely. Now, so, you know, seeing mom and dad kind of do all this thing, and obviously that's what gave you the bug, right? Yes. And now, go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say how, you know, how did that shape, you know, you as an artist? You know, did you 
see what they were doing and just want to emulate that? Or, you know, how much of a fresh spin do you have on what you're doing compared to what you saw growing up? I honestly, it started a fire inside of me whenever I was that age. Like it was something I was like, man, like that's, that's something I want to do. You know, like I want to be like my parents, which I also did get to see them go through the struggle, go through, you know, the hard work of what it takes to do all this stuff, but to pursue something that they loved. I saw that. And um, uh, I've moved 14 times in my entire life. And, you know, dreams like that get lost in life Sure. when everything hit you. And um, I was always the new kid. I got picked on and was the easy target and everything else. And um, I just had a really, really hard time. And um, at I ended up just basically getting crushed, you know, no dreams, no anything and hit rock bottom in my life going through all of that. Um, people tried to tell me who I was and and what I should stand for. And, you know, all the lines that you draw as a person of what is supposed to be right and what is supposed to be wrong and um, push me to a place that. Uh, I, I never should have been that, you know, they kept graying the lines for me and I listened. Yeah. And so at 15 years old, I was just broken as a person. I didn't know anything about myself or what I wanted or anything like that. And it was, it was so cool because God was able to pick me back up from there and say, Hey, that dream that you had when you were little, that's what I want you to do. And I want you to do it for me. And um, Jess spoke into my life of you are a masterpiece. You are beautifully and wonderfully made and nobody can tell you different. And um, that you have a voice that no one can take from you. And um, so that's kind of how it all started. I was like, okay, like then that is what I'm going to do. And um, I wanted to bring hope to people. Um, I want to just be a light in the world with everything that I do, not just my music, but my life and uh, all the choices that I make. And so I sat my parents down at 15 years old and um, I basically said, I'm not going to college. I'm going to pursue music full time. And I was scared, scared to death. Let me tell you. Yeah. You know, um, but it was really cool because they said, Kate, we know this is what you're supposed to do and we'll support you a hundred percent. And so uh, to have that kind of support, you know, um, is one of the things I'd say has gotten me through everything, every trial, every bump in the road. Um, that has been an anchor for me of knowing that I have good support from people who love me and who I can trust in my life. Wow. That's, that's incredible. You know, because I know, I know if at 17, I sat down to my parents and said, Hey, listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do this and not go to college. <laughs> they probably would have locked me in my bedroom until I changed <laughs> my mind. Yeah. I expected the finger wag, you know, like, no, you are going to college. Yeah. Um, it just, that was not my story. That's awesome. And you know, it, it and I think it's a testament to not only you, but to the way you were brought up that, you know, you know, you knew what you wanted to do, you know, even at a young age and you had the support there to do it. I think that's incredible. Yeah, I 
I can say this with full confidence. I am truly blessed with the family that I have. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because and obviously you have, you know, forget, not forget, but, you know, your family aside, you have a great team because you're just, you're really killing it. You know, I, I see the things you're doing, you know, for the areas you're in and it's just, it's, you know, you have numbers and reach that, you know, most people could dream about. Hey everyone, don't forget to check out our friends over at the AfterglowBoutique.com. That's the AfterglowBoutique.com. Or if you're local, they have a great shop at 43 Main Street in Blackstone, Massachusetts. All Boots and Whiskey podcast listeners get 20% off at checkout with the promo code Boots. That's B-O-O-T-S at checkout for 20% off at the AfterglowBoutique.com. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. Yeah. Now, what, how do you, how did you get to that point? You know, how do you have, you know, 20 plus thousand followers on Instagram and, you know, all these listeners on Spotify and all that? How, how did you, how did you do that? Other than obviously hard work. It was a long, hard journey and process, but it's, it's a thing of like figuring out your brand and figuring out this and that and um, getting all the tools that you need in order to be successful um and for me uh for one I started out like playing any show that I could like it was all for free you know I couldn't pay anyone to play with me like my dad would play for free with me and stuff like that and um it just grew and grew until I was on American Idol in 2019 that gave me a little bit of a boost um whenever Lionel Richie gave me a standing ovation you know for singing his song um and then uh, from there, I just kept going, kept going, pushing, working, and um, constantly, continuously building myself back up again and again. And to all the no's, all the doors closed, uh, I had to keep pushing, you know, like you can't let that stop you. Right. Um, and so then in, let's see, was COVID in 2020? Is yeah. that right? Yeah. So at that point, it was so scary because all this work, all this time, all this sacrifice, it was like shut down. <laughs> like you, you can't provide for yourself at all. You can't, you know, uh, make a living with what you were doing. Where's the world going to? I mean, there were so many questions in the air, but at the same time, I had this weird feeling inside of me saying, this is going to be your moment in your year. And I was just like, okay, like that is something really weird to hear when we just enter a worldwide pandemic, right? Right. And I'm like, but okay, like anything's possible. And having that like glass half full attitude, right? And um, I get the honor and privilege of getting to help lead worship at Lone Star Cowboy Church in Montgomery, Texas. It's the largest cowboy church in the entire world. And um my dad leads worship there. Cody Johnson attends um, and actually does a benefit there every single year and um, all this different, really cool stuff about it. But basically during COVID we'd still lead worship. We'd still, you know, all that different kind of stuff. And um, I didn't realize that Parker McCollum's uncle goes to my church. And so he was sending videos of me leading worship every single week to Parker saying, Hey, 
this girl's a country artist. You need to meet her. Uh, you'll love her. We love her. And um, so, of course, like, Parker didn't have anything going on either, right? And so um, <laughs> he showed up one Sunday morning, and I just – I did my thing, you know? Um, and I had no idea that he was there. And after the service, I remember it so clearly, he just walked straight up to me and put out his hand and said, my name is Parker McCollum. Wow. And I, I just was like in shock, like, holy crap. Like, I know who you are, <laughs> yeah. you know? And um, he said, Kate. I came here specifically to hear you. He said there are tons of girls in Nashville and Texas and all over the world who can sing and who have talent, but you do something that can't be taught and that's making connections with people. He said, I believe you're going to go all the way and I want to help you get there. And so he basically like just started mentoring me, uh, helping me with connections, getting me set up with radio, um, all this different stuff, like listening to my songs, each and every one of them and saying, this one is the direction you need to take, you know, and um, just so much time. And the whole thing just makes me like get emotional and want to cry because for someone who does not have to take that time to put into some random person that they don't know, you know, whenever they have everything going on and they're in the process of building their own name and their own career that he took the time during one of the worst times for everybody to put into me and, and help me. And, um, that, I, I respect him so much and I'm just so proud of everything that he's doing and uh, I can never like thank him enough for everything he's done for me and my career and you know as the pandemic uh, came to an like a you know a uh, what do you want to call it a uh, I don't want to say it was over because it, it's not over right, right. You, you know, I, yeah it yeah. opened back up the careers you were able to play places again and everything else. And um, it's funny because I mentioned Parker's name and that got me in the door at so many places. Like uh, for people who don't know, like you need certain things in order to be successful in this industry. Um, and some of those things, people may disagree. You may agree. That's okay. This is my version of it. Um, I believe you need connections. Uh-huh. You need money you can kind of fudge on talent but if you have talent that's a very strong pillar and then to have a relationship with god and yeah. um to have those four things you will be successful and um so that's that's the one part that he really made strong was my connections um you know because he is such a uh, looked up to person and talented and everything else that whenever you say that name, it holds so much value to people. Yeah, it really so, does. Yeah. Um, so that helped so much and just started me off on this, like, um, cause he told me, he said, Kate, now is the time. He's like, I've set you up with these different things. You have to do the work. This is the grind time. And whenever it's time, I will step back in and like, uh, you will open for me and like, I'll walk you into my label myself, you know, 
those sort of things. He said, when you're ready. And so that leads me to where pretty much I'm at now is this whole time I have hit the ground running. Whenever I'm given a task, a challenge, like I, I go after it. Like I give everything that I have 110%. Um, and uh, I have basically recorded music in Nashville, building those connections, building um, my uh, repertoire of what I have in music for people to listen to. I have a six song EP that is currently coming out. Cinderella Slipper was the first one of those. Um, and I have, you know, working on that of like releasing. Yeah. Then I have another six song EP that I have that will come out after that. Um, that I'm currently finishing up the recording and everything. And I'm so, 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 so excited. Um, and then um, I am playing all kinds of places and opening for people, including like uh, Flatland Cavalry, uh, John Wolf. Kevin Fowler, Josh Ward, um, Deanna Carter, Pam Tillis, uh, the list goes on. And um, I, I'm just chasing every opportunity that I can to better myself, to build my career, to just work as hard as I possibly can. Um, because that's, that's what helps makes, helps make dreams come true. Also, don't forget our friends over at hogwashandrhinestones.com. Our good friend Ray is the owner over there. She makes incredible clothing that you've seen all over the place from Nashville to Boston to everywhere in between. Some really big names have worn her stuff. That's hogwash, the letter N, rhinestones.com. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. You won't be disappointed. Check them out. Hogwashandrhinestones.com. What? So you're, wow, you're doing a ton. You, you know, to be able to have an EP coming and then another one in the works, like that's, that's huge. <laughs> Thank you. So when does, when does Cinderella Slipper come out? So Cinderella Slipper was actually dropped the day after my birthday, which was, my birthday was September 8th. And um, so it dropped, it's out, the music video's out and, uh, so the next one that'll be released is Remedy on October 28th. Oh, okay. I see. So you're putting them out as singles first, right? Yes. And gotcha. then Okay. Okay. I believe what the plan is, is we're doing Cinderella Slipper September, right? Then it's Remedy in October with a music video, acoustic video, and story behind the song to also drop with that. Um, and then we'll take a break during November, December. Uh, we'll come back january and release another one and then i believe uh february we're gonna release the rest of the ep awesome so oh that's great that's a great way to do it you know because it's it's funny i you know i was talking with somebody the other day about you know their release schedule and and you know it, it how they did it and how they wanted to do it and, and all that and i love just hearing everybody's you know, their own plan because everybody's is so different, you know? Yeah. Um, and I love that you keep, you know, you just keep rifling out music because it makes people, I, I mean, I think it makes people want to, you know, stick around and it's like, all right, well, if, you know, if you know, 
September's one, October's one, you know, take a break for the holidays and then back at the first of the year. It's like it gives somebody it gives people and your fans something to look forward to. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's not just like, oh, here's an album that came out in September and there won't be any new music for another year. You know, that's, yeah. it's like, oh, OK, well, how many times can I listen to this album or you know, <laughs> whatever until I get sick of it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love I love that you do that. I love that that's that's your plan and how that's working for you. That's so good. Thank you. You're I'm welcome. so excited. Yeah, These you songs should be. have been in like my live show. And so to take them and say like, hey, guys, like you're finally going to get it on like all of the platforms to listen to, you know, um, you don't have to only be able to hear it at a live show, which I will say um the next six song EP, I have not added those into my set list just yet, and no one's ever heard them. So, oh, you know, there's some surprises in there. That's awesome. That's the way to do it. Yeah, that's definitely the way to do it. Now, now let me ask you, okay? Because we've had, we've had, and you mentioned it a little while ago, we've had a lot of people on this show that have either done the Idol or the Voice. Um, you know, in different shows like that. How was your experience with all of that? It was unforgettable and I'd say changed me for the better. I'll say it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Yeah. Um, it just, uh, it pushes you as a person, you know, and for me, I was 18 years old. I just turned 18, literally. Uh, and uh, basically, I was kind of just starting mm. out in my brand yeah you know and so to be in a place where you are around some of the most talented people in the entire world like it's intimidating it it literally it shakes you to your core and um for my audition i it's it's taxing too because for me i was one of the last people to go um in denver colorado uh and they made me wait outside for 14 to 16 hours, but it was freezing outside. So, you know, like my vocal cords are being messed with, with the air and everything else. And then I'm tired. I was there since 7 a.m. in the morning. I ain't a morning person. You know? <laughs> and then um, whenever I go in there, I actually, some people don't know this. I had to watch the person go before me audition. And they told her no and sent her home. And she ran out crying. And I mean, I was like, oh, shoot. And they go, your turn. And I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> wonderful. Right, right. <laughs> you know, so I was like, okay, this is a great way for me to enter into this room. And so I did. Um, and I, I just went in there knowing, like, I'm here to just showcase what I love, the gift that I have. And um and just give them a piece of me, you know? And that's exactly what I did. And uh, Lionel Richie told me, even at the audition, he said, Kate, I believe that you could win this whole thing. And uh, he's like, and you're going to Hollywood. And I was like, holy crap. Um, and if you ask my dad, because he actually accompanied me in there, um, played guitar for me and everything, and um, if you ask him, all he remembers is shaking Katy Perry's hand. That's all. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's all I would remember, too. <laughs> I don't know if he's washed his hand yet, but. 
<laughs> no, I, I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't blame him. That's... <laughs> yeah. So, so how far did you get in the idol um, process? I made it all the way to the end of Hollywood week. Um, and that part was even harder because they got us into a hotel and you shared a room with one of the contestants. So I didn't get to like be with my family and, you know, I was, I was in a strange environment. It was in LA right. uh, and you're in this hotel, you're sharing a room with a person. You have no idea who they are. Um, but it ended up being cool. Um, but they also have cameras on you like 24 seven whenever you're doing this. So anything you say, anything you do, any facial expressions, like they all matter, <laughs> you know, like it, it all can be used and uh, you just have to be on your guard. You have to be ready and you just, you don't have room for mess ups. You know, you can't, you don't have room for a bad day. Like you right. cannot do that. Um, I mean, that'll probably get you on the show longer, to be honest, but it's, you know, it's your reputation. It's what you want to be known for. And, um, so that week I had to watch every person go before me. Um, like every single one, I watched them get on the stage. They did an acapella song, you know, and, um, there were some amazing ones that, I mean, standing ovation. It was so awesome. Um, and then I also watched people get up there. They decided to sing Lionel Richie's song. And he basically told them, get off the stage and do not ever sing my song again. <laughs> and I already knew that I'd chosen his song. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this does not get easier, does it? And so... um then I went to get in line because it's closing in on my turn. And um, <laughs> the the people, what they had you do is you're right behind the curtain, ready to go out. They have you in a line. You get five seconds. How do you feel? And then they push you on stage. Yeah. And for me, I am ready. I knew what I was going to say. I like rehearsed it in my head of like, okay, this is what I, I want. And, um, you know, different things. Well, I get up there and I like take a breath and they made a dirty joke on accident. And I mean, everything that I had planned just went out the window and I was laughing so hard. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh my gosh, everyone's like dying back there backstage. And then they shove a mic in my face as I'm laughing. And so everyone in the audience hears me just like, hardcore like not even just like a simple little laugh like I was dying and um they shoved me on stage Kate Watson I'm like hey <laughs> <laughs> and um I remember I was like oh shoot like what do I do and so I just started dancing you know like what else do you do right um and so Katy Perry stands up starts like dancing with me and we were having a good time and I make my way to the middle of the stage and Lionel asked me what song are you going to sing and I said I'm going to sing your song hello and he told me he said this is either going to be really bad for you or really good for you and uh, no pressure yeah no pressure and I said well Lionel it's go big or go home and he was like okay so I'm going to be honest with you I kind of blacked out as I started. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> like, 
if I did a good <laughs> job or messed up or was shaky or anything like that. Like, I do not know. I All that I do know is that I came to as I finished and then I see Lionel Richie standing up out of his chair and, like, clapping and, like, smiling at me and giving me a thumbs up. And I just, like, I'm not going to lie to you. I started bawling my eyes out. Like, I was like, holy crap. Is this really happening? And um, I ended up actually going home after that round. But I will tell you, I... Like, that was a dream come true for me. That That's all that I needed. I, I told my parents, I was like, if that's all that I get in life, I am okay with it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I, I, I don't blame you. I'm, you know, you can't you can't have a moment like that and be like, oh, well, you know, it should have been better. It's like, well, maybe. <laughs> but it's also, you know, when you get a compliment like that from Lionel Richie, it's you, you take it. You take it. Exactly. Oh, that's that's awesome. So now, have you thought about doing any of the other um, shows, whether it's The Voice or, you know, Idol again? I got contacted by The Voice right after I did Idol, um, asking me to do a private audition. Um, and so I went and it was pretty cool. I actually it was hilarious because I had to audition and then I had to run. I was in a commercial for Hurricane Harbor in um uh, Houston, Texas, yep. or Spring, Texas. And so while I was doing that uh, whole commercial, I had red lipstick on because that's that's my signature and I showed up to the audition with it, you know? So anyway, that's a side note. Um, this audition, private audition for it, I was really excited. I did have like this feeling in me that it wasn't the right time. To be honest, I did not want to do another show um for a good while like that was so much of course we can't forget our friends at the dirt road scholar supply company out of canada that's drsupplyco.com they have great stuff all of the hats i pretty much wear all the camo hats you see me wear either on tiktok or in pictures or whatnot all come from the dirt road scholar supply company a big thank you to those guys out there drsupplyco.com check them out canadian company great stuff check them out yeah, yeah. you know i was still trying to build myself back up because even though like it is um it's it is how do i say this even though the show like it doesn't define or mean that you're a bad artist if you don't make it so far you know it's nothing like that but it still like breaks you a little bit you sure. know whenever you get sent home it's like this journey that I, w I was ready and like everything is now over you know it's like I, I don't feel like it's over and so having to come home and like work through that in my head you know and then to get asked to do this and I was like well okay you know if um this could be a really cool opportunity and I'm going to just see what happens. And I went, I sang uh, several songs for them. And I mean, it was some producers from the show. They were jamming out, having a good time with me. And they did tell me, they said, look, we love you. Um, we think you're amazing. But we do already have a blonde country artist. And so they're like, so we don't have any room for you on this season. And I was like, that's okay. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a compliment, and uh, I honestly took it as a blessing. I kind of just wanted to uh, continue working on myself and not get, you know, 
tied into something at that point. Yeah, yeah, no, I, for sure. I mean, you always, you all, you always know when the time is right for things, for sure. Yeah. And if you know the time's not right, you don't do it because then you're just putting yourself through something that, you know, you're gonna put yourself through hell when you don't need to. Yeah. Um. Now, so what is, you know, what is your plan now? Like, you know, we we talked about the music and all that. Um. You know, you're doing your thing in the Texas and the you know. And down in that area, do you have any plans to, you know, branch out and come up to New England or in other places that maybe you haven't been to yet? Oh, absolutely. I mean, my whole goal is not to be just one area or anything like that. Like, I want to be worldwide. I want to share my story and with with anyone that I possibly can and reach as many people as I can. So um, I've already branched out to Oklahoma, Louisiana. Uh, Arkansas, California, um, all that beyond Texas, you know, yeah, um, and Nashville, all of it. And it was really cool. So I mainly play with a band now. I started out doing like an acoustic trio, like at the beginning, you know, yeah. and now I have my full band. I take them with me everywhere. Um, and I'm now doing ticketed shows, which is a huge leap. For someone to be able to say, like, I headlined and sold this many tickets myself, you know, Um, and I think that's the next part that I'm building with everything that I'm doing. Um, And so I my first show in Oklahoma, actually, uh, maybe like month ago or month and a half ago, I'm not sure, but I played at the Duncan Theater in Oklahoma and I sold it out. That's awesome. Yeah, I, like, cried. <laughs> I would have, too. Hell, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm also in Texas. I'm, you know, selling, like, these big venues that, for me, uh, it means a lot, too, because it's not just like, oh, yeah, I sold these tickets. It's like, no, these people want to come and and hear my show and listen to my music and, and want to keep coming back, you know? Yeah. That, that means the world to me. And uh, so that's kind of my next goal is to um, branch out even more to play as many areas as I can get my name out there and um, to like sell as many tickets as I can build that fan base. That's awesome. That's, that's great. I, I love when I hear, you know, artists that want to and have a desire to branch out, you know, because some are, you know, especially a lot of the Texas, you know, artists, because Texas is such a, and, you know, it's, it's, um, it's an area all in of its own, right? Where, yeah. you know, you have your own, you know, they, they play independent Texas artists on the radio, you know, like, they don't do that around here, you know, you don't, you yeah. want, you're not going to hear independent artists on the local country stations you know very often um you know so so i've noticed a lot of people in texas are like yeah well you know we have it so well here like why why branch out you know yeah and like i get that i totally understand that but um it's it's good to see that you're you're branching out you know and like you have a lot of things behind you and i think they're all very positive things that that will help you get that push well thank you you're welcome. Um, now, so we didn't go to college. We, uh, we like, like I went with you. <laughs> um, so, 
So do you ever, you know, has there ever been a thought of, um, you know, maybe I should do, do you, not that you need one, but do you have a backup plan if one day you decide, hey, I don't want to do this anymore? I, uh, so since I was young and I decided that this was what I was going to do at 15, I told everyone, I said, because, you know, the older people would come up to me and they're like, well, you need to go to college. Like, what are you doing with your life and all this different stuff? And you need to have a backup plan and you need this. And I would tell them respectfully, I love you guys, but I do not have a plan B because I know with all of my heart that this is what I'm supposed to do and that every door open, every like whatever it is what it's meant to be I'm supposed to be on this path and those right doors will open the wrong ones will be closed and um I know for sure that I will be successful in this with my mindset with um you know just the fact that this is my purpose and what I'm meant to do so uh there is no plan b this is my plan this is my life and uh it's what I want to do because it's also I'm not just over here like, oh, I'm just going to travel all my life and just play shows at these places, you know, like, sure. it's more than that for me. I have things that I also want to accomplish uh, throughout my life, including uh, going on school tours. And I'm actually doing a little bit of that now. Um, and so I'm getting asked to go do a concert at schools and then share my story with the kids and everything else. And um, just this is a ministry it's not it's not just music and whatever else this is my like for real like purpose in life this is what I'm meant to do um I also want to start a foundation in the future um specifics of that are not like you know in detail yet but um I am currently working on that and um what I mainly want to do is be able to help uh people who are trying to pursue this career who don't have the money um because that's something that honestly I was not ever this person who just was born with money or whatever else like yeah I started working when I was 14 years old and saving up my money my first recording trip that I took uh back then I paid for the entire thing myself um and all this different stuff and I worked five jobs at one point to help keep this sustainable and keep it going. I actually have financial backing now because I couldn't keep up with it. Um, You know, it takes a lot to put out before you get to put back in. And um, so that's something that I want to do is be able to help mentor artists and uh, help them whenever they don't have the money, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because it takes, it does take a lot, right? It takes a lot to, it takes a lot to do what you're doing and be successful. And, you know, like you said, you have to put it out before you can bring it in. And I I think that's perfect. I think that's absolutely perfect. And you're a hundred percent right on that. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Now I, you know, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being here and telling your story i think it's i think it's a great one and it's not even close to being over um i think you have so much more to show the world and i honestly i can't wait to uh to see you absolutely absolutely explode so i can say (laughs) hey she was on my show (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, because you have it. You have exactly what it takes. And, you know, I'm, I'm super proud of you and everything you're doing. I think it's awesome. Well, thank you. And thank you so much for having me. I, oh, I appreciate yeah. it. Anytime. Any, anytime. Now, I told you I don't have questions, you know, kind of prepared. But I do, you know, we always ask what the, uh, what the boots and what the whiskey of choice is. So if you want to answer those, <laughs> um, you know, I'm sure you've never drank alcohol in your life because you're a nice, sweet young lady. Um, <laughs> so I totally understand. Okay, so coffee is my drink of choice. Um, and not just any coffee, it's white girl coffee. So, <laughs> uh, double espresso, macchiato, venti. Uh, um, I actually have a Starbucks order that I get every time for a show. <laughs> so, I swear I'm not a typical white girl, but sometimes I like typical white girl things, That's you know? <laughs> good for you. Hey, at least you know, right? And knowing is half the battle. Yes, and I will tell you my order. Okay. Let's hear so it. is a venti white chocolate mocha hot with two extra pumps of the white mocha syrup stirred with whipped cream on top. Oh my God, you are the whitest white girl <laughs> in the history of white girls. I know. Holy moly. <laughs> I think it's just hot milk at that point, but that's okay. Right. So I, I was going to say, Kate, I don't even think you're white anymore. <laughs> I pretty much think you're translucent. <laughs> yes, I think that's <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome now what about boots um okay now this is a hard question um why is it you know it's always the girls that are like oh that's tough <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes like boots um my favorite ones are like not like a name brand you know they're yeah, yeah. um that's all right but i'd have to say that my favorite ones um, are Lucchese. You know, I want a pair of Lucchese so bad. <laughs> but nobody's paying me to do this podcast. So, oh, no. <laughs> so until that happens, I don't think Lucchese's are in the budget. Okay, one day I will buy you a pair of Lucchese boots, okay? Listen, Kate, you've said it and it's out there in the universe. You cannot <laughs> take it back. I'm a person of my word, so I got you. Whew, wow. God. So, but, so if your team's ever hiring, um, we will join forces. Um, that's awesome. Kate, I, I love your story. I think you're absolutely fantastic. Um, honestly, if she's listening, thank you to your mom. She's been awesome to, to work with. And, you know, a little behind the scenes stuff, you know, we've had to like cancel and move things around a few times. And, you know, typically when that happens, I never hear from the person ever again, or I yeah. forget, or whatever. And your mom's been right on top of it, and she's been awesome to work with and well, plan out you. things. And she's she's been great. She said thank you. She mounted. Oh, good. Oh, I, I didn't know that was her. <laughs> God, do you get that a lot? Where like if you answer the phone, somebody thinks it's your mom, and vice versa. No, actually. Oh, well. That was the first time then. <laughs> they oh, do man. think she's my sister. Yeah. <laughs> I get that a lot. Oh, God. That, that's worse for your mom. Trust me. <laughs> trust me. Uh, well, Kate, thank you so much. I hope I wish you nothing but the best of luck. And honestly, if you ever, you know, if you and your team ever have thoughts of venturing up in here into New England, we, we know a lot of people that can we can get you in touch with and, and make that happen. 
Absolutely. I will definitely take you up on that. Sounds good. Awesome. Kate, thank you so much again. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for taking your time to be here. And really, we wish you nothing but the best of luck. And anytime you want to come back to the show, please reach out and, you know, come on back. Thank you. Appreciate you so much. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, you know, I can't thank you enough. Without you, this show is not possible. So big thank you to Kate. Big thank you to her team. Um, We appreciate you all so much. I can't even tell you how much we do. Um, And for everybody that's listening, if this is your first time or your, you know, 101st time or, you know, whatever, um, we really appreciate you being here with us tonight with the Boots and Whiskey podcast. Um, So thank you so much for that. Um, next week we have our last feel good story of the, of the month, I guess. Right. Um, next week we will have drew Nix from the red clay strays on. Um, I, I love this band. They're, they're a great, great group. Um, it was nice to be able to talk to drew, um, again, another episode we recorded a long time ago, but as I was going through things and figuring out how I wanted to start the year. I wanted to start the year on a positive note. And I just think the red clay strays have a great story. So, um, so stay tuned for that. That'll be next week. Thank you again for tuning in. And really that's it. Um, check out our sponsors. Um, we got some big things coming up this year, like I've said before. Um, so, so stay tuned. Thank you again for the support. And until next time, guys, keep those boots on the ground and the whiskey in the glass. Cheers. <laughs>